Welcome uh, to the Never Ending Glory podcast. This is Championship Weekend. Nick Schill here decided to show up. Well, actually, the producers said the ratings were low, so uh, they paid me a little bit more to show up this week. So here I am. Memphis Matt is who knows what he's doing. I'm sure Sean will um, kind of let us know what he's up to. I'm joined by Sean Z. Farkey. What's going on tonight, guys? 40 men on the ice, sweating profusely. You know what old Memphis Matt's doing. He's getting lathered up, staring at him, and see if he can catch a couple in the parking lot. <laughs> Farky, how's it going tonight? Oh, it's going, man. Nice little capper here, getting to hear all about Memphis Matt's night. All right, guys, here. Um, I do want to touch on the championship or the kind of the top six as it is being Ohio state fans, just kind of get your guys' pulse here. Obviously the top three has not changed. Um, I'm just going to throw out a couple scenarios. You guys let me know what you think. I think if um, Georgia wins, they're definitely in. And then the other games have no chance. I feel that Oklahoma has to beat Texas. Wait, uh, so if sorry, Georgia sorry. wins, you say they're in, of course Georgia, they are. Georgia wins. You've been Alabama. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if Georgia let's get, wins. Alabama's in is what you're saying, right? Like, obviously, if Georgia wins, they're at four right now. Correct. Correct. Okay. Georgia loses. Oklahoma wins. Ohio State has no shot. Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. What happens if Georgia loses by three? I think that's kind of this, or you know, tight game. Maybe Bama wins fluky. Do Oklahoma and and or Ohio State have a chance in that scenario? Oklahoma's going to make it over Georgia because they're not going to want to replay the game on top of it unless okay. it's like they get robbed. Like they had the game and they got jobbed on a bad call that somehow they can't reverse. Uh, that, that's the only scenario I can think of, Farky. I don't know about you. I I look at it. This, they didn't lose to Alabama already, right? Who Georgia lose to? LSU. Oh, that's that. right. Okay. I, I just look at it as, you know, why, this is their shot to play Alabama. So if they lose Alabama – why do they get to play a chance to play Alabama again? Uh, so yeah, I say I, put another team in. I, I agree completely. Okay, Georgia loses. Um, Oklahoma wins kind of fluky, maybe unimpressingly, and Ohio State wins by 35. Any shots? See, I think it has. it's going to have to be like a Wisconsin-type year again when they blew the pants off of them. I, I really can't see a game. Here's the Ohio problem. State Wisconsin then was like a top 10 team. Yeah, that's recall. what I mean. Like, I don't I don't think Ohio State can get in. I, I, unless Oklahoma loses. I think uh, that's yeah, the only yeah, it's yeah. Georgia and Oklahoma have to lose. That's it. And I yeah, I would put I wouldn't put a team in that lost by 29 to Purdue. I, I agree. I agree. Alright guys. Uh, the thing is Oklahoma doesn't have like if Oklahoma and Ohio State played, I'd, I'd probably take Ohio State because I don't trust Oklahoma as far as I can throw them. Like, every game. They could lose this week easily. I have a super, super hot take. I do not think – maybe outside of Clemson, I don't think anybody can out Alabama, Alabama. I yeah, seriously that's think – That's that going out on a limb. The best team that has a chance to beat Alabama is Oklahoma. And oh, it's by 55-52, just Seven score for score. point conversions where they get them all and they get an extra score as a result. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean we saw with Oklahoma in, um, against Georgia last year in the semis. Um, I believe Oklahoma was up 21, just score, 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 score. And Georgia started off slow, and then they turned it on late. I, I mean, outside of the, I think, the inevitable Bama-Clemson championship game we're getting – I I I would think Oklahoma has the best chance to beat Alabama. You guys can call me crazy. They also have the best chance to lose by thirty-five to Alabama. So I mean, uh, it is a high variance situation. I'm kind of throwing out there. (laughs) Um, I think I I think I think it's Alabama. Clemson might have a snowball's chance in hell, but it's Alabama. They're just obscenely dominant. 
All right, we do have a couple coaching changes. It's a fun time of the year here as we uh, do this pod, and we'll probably do two bowl pods. We'll split up and do the uh, crappy ones first, and then sometime in between the holidays or right before New Year's, we will uh, do the premier games coming up in the college semifinals. So, Sean, I'll let you have the floor first. You kind of called this. Fodora has been on your he-gone list for a while. Any parting shots for Larry here leaving uh, North Carolina? Uh, we could say stuff. Larry's not going to be able to remember it because he, you know, he doesn't believe in memory loss or any of that other nonsense. It's you know, kind of a deep conspiracy theory, according to him. This was long overdue. What North Carolina has done, though, today, I don't know if you guys saw. Old Mac, he didn't bring Chizik in like a lot of folks thought, which was fascinating in of itself. He brought in Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson sucks. He is old, and he is dated. And that is going to be a horrible situation. Like I love it because I'll I'll go against Mac. People forgot Mac became a dumpster fire at the back end of those Texas years. Um, this has some of that potential here as well at, at North Carolina, going back to where he really got his big break. I yeah, I, I just it's such a lazy hire, so lazy. All these. Old retreads, I, I I just don't get it. And I did see a tweet. Mac Brown um, told his wife he would only go back to coaching to three places, Hawaii, the Bahamas, or Chapel Hill. So you can see he's totally invested in uh, becoming a college coach again. Yeah, when you got to check with the old lady, you ain't got it on lock. Farty, right, what's so, your take? I, I, don't, I just don't see it. I, I agree completely with Show. I mean, why not take somebody with some, some young blood, some – some energy and put them in that, in that program. I mean, uh, just, I, I picture him sitting at the booth doing these halftime and post-game shows and just looking decrepit and he, he can't relate to any of these kids today. That's crazy. It's a crazy hire. The weird thing is, is it's not a bad recruiting area and it's a, it's a big time school. I mean, Virginia's had a little bit of a resurgence. North Carolina has got the Jordan brand. Like th- there's, there's something to kind of use there, but I don't know if Mac's going to be able to tap into that remotely. They, unless they're handing bags out to kids. And for as quick as they hired him, it's... yeah, that was what was bizarre. On top of it, Strange. also pod favorite Cliff Kingsbury, he gone as well. Uh, Farky, any parting shots for Cliff here? Hey, I'll let Sean touch on a little bit, but you know he's probably going to cooler waters out there in LA because he's going to be able to get it, get the tip wet all <laughs> night long. Um, yeah, I mean club after club. I, would you guys just go like, why not just go ahead and cryogenically, you know, put some stuff, some of your little guys aside and get and get the snip snip. Well, like, in that the most logical move if you're Cliff. Cliff? Cliff's going to be paying out a lot of cases. Uh, yeah, he'd have to, you'd have to get that done. I mean, think about it. Think about how many women are going to come after him morning after morning after morning. I, I think you're wrong. I, I think he'd probably be a great father. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I mean, does Cliff last longer than Clay Helton when you factor in the co-eds? And I'm certain they have a rule like you can't sleep with the co-ed, like, or can you? Maybe maybe it doesn't matter because you're not technically a teacher. So, well, college football me. is a pretty clean sport, so That's I'm pretty true. sure they're going to crack down on that. I mean, Eustace was knocking them back. Yeah, that's a good point. Lane's done well, so, I mean. That's true. Well, I wouldn't say Lane's done well. He looks like a train wreck. And he's <laughs> in Florida Atlantic and just had a shitty season. So, Lane, if, Lane I, is if memory serves me right. Week one, I think you took him, Farky, and you're like, not the rest of this year. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I was impressed with, with some of the stuff they put together last year. But, man, was it a, a bit of a dumpster fire this year. All right, guys, let's get into the uh, championship week here. The only uh, thing just re- I would add, Chill, is okay. like our – and we'll wrap this up next one with like all of our division picks because we're in contention basically for almost everything. Like We hit two coaches – we obviously hit a third because we took Durbin off the board. We all felt like he was going to get shit canned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we hit sleeper teams over under teams. Like what were we eight and one of like every one of us taking at least two. Like those are ridiculous preseason numbers. Yeah. We went eight and one in our season win totals uh, collectively. And then the only loser 
I think we were all wrong on Herm, and not just not just the four of us on the pod. Everybody, the National yeah. League crushed him as well. So I don't fault the Arizona underpick being the only loser out of the nine that we we selected. Well, and, and the fact of the matter is, we actually pivoted out of that pretty quick too. Like after he beat Michigan State, we had to eat a little crow, but like it wasn't like we just kept fading him or against him. Well, I did, and I lost most of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's get in the pick. Let's recap real quick. Last week, uh, Sean, you were the winner. Last week at twelve and six, I went eleven and seven. Fucking five hundred nine and nine. Memphis Matic game back at eight and ten. So the season total here, it's jam packed at the top. I'm one hundred eighty nine and eight. Farky is one game back. Sean is two games back, and Memphis Matt, hopefully wearing a diaper here, about seven back. So. um Pod picks not too good last week. Uh, went two and four, I believe. So we're down about three units on the year. So let's get close to five hundred here, and then um, let's dominate bowl season like we did last time, guys. Let's keep. All right, hey, first Memphis, game. Memphis Matt. Memphis Matt. Though wearing that diaper is key. I mean, he he ain't getting away from that. It's his. He owns he, it. But here's the one thing: of the four of us, like, I think we were probably all like, "Man, I don't want to be in that diaper." I, I'm. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I think Memphis Matt's like. Do I have to do the Smirnoff? Really? Like, can I just wear the diaper? Like, I think that's what goes through his mind. Like, it's going to be a cool science experiment for him. He's worn a diaper, I'm pretty certain. I'm certain. I'm like, obviously when he was younger, but like, in the past 10 years, I think at some point he's worn a diaper. Whether prank gag, just living, I, I don't know. All right, guys. First game, uh, we got two here on Friday. The first one, I believe, is at 7 p.m. at Ford Field in Detroit. Your MAC championship game, Northern Illinois is facing Buffalo. Buffalo are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'll lead off here, guys. Memphis Matt does have Buffalo. I hate this game. Um, coming in the year, Northern Illinois was probably the favorite. I think they were 2-1, to one, and Buffalo was 12-1, to one, your, uh, your conference odds there. Buffalo's came out of nowhere, and... A lot of it has to do with Ty- Tyree Jackson, so you guys will see him. I, I think he's going to climb up draft board just because of his size and arm. Uh, he's a little more athletic than Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not going to put him in that frame, but that's kind of the way he's built. He's also got two um, NFL wide receivers that are going to play on Sundays. So offensively, Buffalo is, is fantastic. Um, indoors kind of scares me a little bit. Northern Illinois, they have looked brutal the last two weeks, but they did have this part of their division wrapped up. Uh, two weeks ago. So I don't know if they're kind of holding something back or if they just are really that bad. Offensively, they are atrocious, but defensively, they are uh, one of the best teams of the country. I believe they won seven to six at BYU earlier in the year, if that tells you anything. So line here is three and a half. I indoors, I kind of want to leave Buffalo, but something tells me Northern Illinois has just held something back. And Buffalo for the last week or so have been told how great they are. So Northern Illinois played in this game before. I think they were in the MAC championship game two years ago. I don't love it. I'm going to take the three and a half and take them to Northern Illinois. Farky. Yeah, show that's all good stuff. I've, I've got nothing in terms of that type of uh, content, but I, I do know a little bit of Northern Illinois seems to typically establish a run game. I think if they can do that, keep Buffalo's offense off the field, Buffalo has, you know, put up quite a few points this year. Um, I think the, this is a game that's won in the trenches by being able to con- control the clock and whichever team is able to uh, to establish w- what they want to do in the game. So I'm going to go Northern Illinois here. Ford Field, Mac, Friday night, it's lit. Here's a little fun fact for you guys. Buffalo, last 10 times they've won against Northern Illinois, 0-10. But in this matchup, Shill, you could throw the records out the door. I'm taking the Buffalo. I'm rolling with them. First time in 10 years in the MAC championship, and I think they donned the crooked caps at the end and kissed the trophy. It took you mm-hmm. one game to throw that cliche out. I, oh, I hate you. All right, next game, Farky, we'll lead off with you. Um, I believe this is at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, home of the San Francisco 49ers. We got the Pac, uh, Pac-12 championship game. Utah and Washington. Washington are five-point favorites. Who you like here? I'm going to take Washington here. I, I've I've liked this Utah team this year. Um, they've they've kind of shot themselves in the foot every now and again during the season. But um, to me, this is Jake Browning's farewell party for the conference. They've owned this this game between Utah and obviously this conference over the last four years or so. Um, you know, a great great class for Washington. I think they. 
probably win by double digits here. I, I really do like them to control this game and, and win pretty handedly. So I'm going to go Washington here on Memphis Matt's favorite quarterback in the country, Jake Browning, his farewell. Funny story. Memphis Matt also has Washington. Sean. I got Washington as well. I got a blistering hot take. I think Washington is easily the best three loss team in the country. I think they're the best two loss team in the country. And if they wouldn't have, they lost three games all on the road or neutral site with Auburn lost by two, lost by three. And what was the Auburn? I think they lost by three there, like all less than five Mm -hmm. points or or five, like six points total, maybe like that. Washington's good. Their defense is is sound. They went into Utah, won 21-7 earlier in the year in September. I think Washington's a better team now. I think Utah's a little bit you know, weary. Uh, I think this is a comfortable win for the Huskies, and I think it actually sets up a fantastic Rose Bowl with Ohio State. Yeah, This line is a little puzzling to me. So, Sean, like you said earlier, when they won 21-7 to and dominated the game, they were five-point favorites on the road, I believe, at Utah. And Utah had their starting quarterback and running yep. back in that game. Yeah, they are not yeah, playing right. tonight or playing on Friday night. Washington got their left tackle back. And I think, Sean, you mentioned earlier in the year, he is going to be a first-rounder for sure. Trey Adams, got their yeah. tight end back a couple weeks ago, and he is going to play on Sundays as well. So Utah's getting banged up. Now, I've been fading Utah all year after they lost their quarterback and running back, and Ty Willingham has just proven me wrong each time. So the only thing that makes me a little leery, Utah – up front is outstanding. So if Who's Washington's going to win this, Ty will the sh- crap. Uh, he's the ex head coach of <laughs> it's Notre Kyle Dame. Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham. Yeah, whatever. I just pictured Ty Willingham <laughs> on the Notre Dame sideline saying, "We're going for one. We're going for one." When it's forty-two to seven against Air Force, uh, Reggie's going to have fun when he listens to this pod. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the only that. thing that makes me nervous is Utah's front seven is pretty good. So Washington's going to have to be a little bit one-dimensional here, and I think we've said in nauseam what we think of Browning. So that's the only thing that makes me leery, but I, I think this line should be seven or above. So I like Washington as well. We'll make it a consensus here. Sean, you'll lead off the next one. Uh, UAB at Middle Tennessee State. Tennessee State is one-and-a-half-point favorites currently. Uh, line opened at three, some early UAB money. Has come in. These teams played last week, and Middle Tennessee State, I believe, won thirty to three. Who you like here, Sean? I was not aware that they won thirty to three. Uh, <laughs> All right, they, I they actually played. Is that right? I will lead off. I will lead off because yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me take this here. Yeah, you um, have so they stuff played on le- this. This is it. I know this is at Red Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's what I know. <laughs> All right, so they played last week. So uh, UAB was going to be in regardless. Uh, they won their part of the division. So it was between Middle Tennessee State and FIU. FIU played before, and they lost. So then Middle Tennessee State was super motivated to win this game because if they win, they're in. And obviously UAB is like, well, we're probably going to play this team next week. So their 1,000-yard thousand, thousand rusher, I believe it's Spencer Brown, uh, had one carry. Um, they're missing two offensive linemen. They sat another one once they found out that they were going to play this team again. And then another offensive lineman, so four total. Uh, the fourth one, I believe, got kicked out for throwing a haymaker. So um, you saw a very, very vanilla UAB team. Um, so on the road, so this line has swung six points from last week, and I can only chalk it up to UAB just didn't care. They knew they were playing Middle Tennessee State again, so why show anything? And, um, you know, let's get after this week. So... I like UAB. I, I like them a lot here. I wish I got plus three, but I think they should be favored here like they were last week. Um, yeah, give me the Blazers. So I'm Go looking ahead, at Justice Power, an offensive lineman. He's got a question mark for this game. He left last game. The description mm-hmm. is paternity list. What the hell does that mean? Is he He's pregnant? having a kid? That, like, yes. And it's, it's taken seven days for her to shoot the run out? Like, where does it go? say that? 
it, I'm dead serious. I'm looking at looking at an injury report, and it it's paternity list. It's right. Then I'm looking at Richard Cook, another offensive lineman. He's out with an or he's questionable with an illness. Kingston Davis from um, Last Chance U. He's suspended for the seasons. That's not a surprise if you remember old Kingston from the third season of Last Chance U with Malik Henry. Uh, their quarterback is out for the season. He just left the team, so that must have been one of their quarterbacks. I didn't know this about UAB. It serious, seriously concerns me because if a team packs it in that much um, for just last week and just basically punts and says, oh, we'll play them then at their place again or we'll run it back, it, that's just a little bit of a quitter mentality. So I'm, I'm flipping. Mid-Tennessee State, I don't like that. That's a loser mentality. Put me in for the flip. I like it. I mean – if these linemen are healthy and Spencer Brown's going to play, I'm going to be all over UAB. So I, I disagree. Farkey? Is that so? He's not playing because he's whatever listed as paternity list is the reason. Is that what what he shows on this one site. Okay. Well, th- I can tell you what it means because I just looked it up. It means he's taking leave because he just had a baby. Jesus. What a mental pussy. He's coming yeah. back. Take the Blazers. So, anyway, Parky, the, your pick. All right. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Blue Raiders. Uh, really, don't know much about anything on this game other than I know Middle Tennessee State doesn't turn the ball over and usually wins in takeaways defensively. So, uh, battle the turnovers. Give me the Blue Raiders. If you are watching this game, I, I really like uh, Sox still their quarterback. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you're we're watching split. this game. May God have mercy on your soul. Oh, I'm, I for sure am. We'll probably have a walk through the morning, and I will be tuned in, and I will have my UAB ticket, and I'll just keep texting you guys Blazer pictures. Um, Mem- uh, we're split. Memphis Mac- Memphis Matt has UAB as well. Um, Farky, I know I have it selected here, but we're going to have you lead off with your Buckeyes. Okay. Um, I don't know. Sean, why didn't you put this last? Anyways, okay. Uh, this is Saturday night order. game. You, you went by the order, even though this is the last game? Yeah, I don't know why I did. You're a failure. All right. I'm looking um, up UAB. I want like I don't like flipping like during the pod, but you got me all flustered by actually knowing stuff about this useless matchup. <laughs> Farky Big Ten Championship game. Um, I believe it's in Indianapolis like every other year. Uh, State are 14 point favorites. Line open 12 and a half. So not shockingly, a lot of the way last week went. A lot of Ohio State money has pushed us to two touchdowns. Who you like? Uh, obviously, like the Buckeyes, but I don't see, like we mentioned earlier, I really don't see how they get into the playoffs. But that that aside, I can guarantee Urban Meyer is going to do everything possible along with Day to run this score up. So this this has big blowout potential to me. Um, I just I know we've harped on Ohio State's defense all year, but I just don't see how Northwestern is capable of making enough big plays against these guys. I just think it's too big of a mismatch. Um, you know, kudos to Northwestern for having a nice season, kicking Wisconsin's ass out of the top of that division. Um, but I, again, I really don't see how Ohio State doesn't cover this handedly. So give me the Buckeyes. Memphis Matt also has Ohio State, Sean. Yeah, I just seen uh, Northwestern. I kind of see the Michigan State type game, uh, and I think being in a controlled environment, you, you Ohio State's going to be able to do a little bit more offensively. Um, even though you know, and I think that that pushes them out. I, I think this is a comfortable, you know, twenty plus point victory. I just Northwestern doesn't have the firepower, particularly a motivated Ohio State. I think they'll play well for maybe the first 20 minutes of the game or something like that, but I just can't see that they can they can sustain it over the length of the, the full endeavor. So I like Ohio State in this one. If they get up early, then they can really put the pressure on. Um, if you guys want to make this pod bet, I, I'm going the other way. If you guys want to make it a pod bet, I, I won't hate it on it at all. Um, look headline going into uh, before the Michigan game. This line would have been 10-11, so obviously uh, line's going to go up with the way Ohio State looked against Michigan. Um, and also Northwestern kind of reminds me of almost like a Michigan offense where they kind of just dink and dunk and, you know, third and three. And, and the teams that have really hurt Ohio State are the teams that hit, can hit the big plays, uh, Maryland on the rush yep. and, uh, you know, Purdue through the air. So this isn't an offense that's going to scare a sometimes sketchy Ohio State defense. I just and, – and here's another thing. 
what does this line do once we get the, to the final of the Texas-Oklahoma game? I, th- I think if Oklahoma wins, you're going to maybe see a little bit of Northwestern buyback. If Texas wins, this line is going to skyrocket. Because don't, I mean, don't tell me Ohio State's not watching or checking the score here. So I think I that's doubt. another thing where I'm kind of a little afraid to take Northwestern. Um, just because if Texas does put the upset, I think 14 is a dead number. Uh, that, blows but that's out. a good point. I hate how they set these games up time-wise. That's actually, I think, why I put that there is I knew Texas-Oklahoma. I just guess I assumed maybe that they were playing earlier. And, and I knew Clemson was playing at night because that's the Herb Street game because they're all – so they, they're the voice of the ACC at this point. And I, at Alabama, I was just – it is puzzling that they they're playing late and allowing that result to be in and the Alabama Georgia result to be in too. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that SEC championship game is always you know that four. It's always game three every year. Yeah, okay. yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they they're going to do what they want, but you just you. I would be think you'd be better off to kind of play around it a little bit, but before it two thirty game, you know, something like that. But they they don't. We've had this complaint the whole year, so. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to stand on an island here, even though I don't love it. Um, Farky, let's go back with you. We're going to go um, Big 12 championship game here. I think we all remember what happened um, previously when Texas and Oklahoma met. I believe that line was seven, seven and a half. Uh, curiously, we have a line of eight here. I guess it's a red rivalry, red rivalry reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, Texas, Oklahoma. Who do you like, Farky? Yeah, I like, unfortunately, because I, I want the Buckeyes in, I like Oklahoma here. I don't typically watch these shitty Big 12 no-defense teams play unless it's one of the late games. And this happened to be um, a 3.30 game, I think, when they played the first time. I watched this from start to finish. And Texas did not win that game. Oklahoma lost that game. They were the better team. Um, Texas has a couple big wide receivers that gave them some fits, the Johnson and Humphrey kids. Um, so I just like every week, Oklahoma is going to have to do everything they can to try to keep the other team from scoring as much as they do. So um, I think that that could give them some trouble, some fits. But again, I just I can't I can't look at both these teams, in a, especially after watching that first game and seeing the way Oklahoma has just just pulmerized their teams that they've played offensively for the last, I don't know, really the entire season in Texas stays in this game close enough to get a win at the end. Cause that's what it took last time as they hung around, hung around and they, they really traded leads there for most of the fourth quarter, but I don't think it's going to be in a position like that. I think Oklahoma stays within a, at least touchdown to 10 points ahead for, uh, for most of this contest. So I will take Oklahoma here and you can book them into the playoffs. Memphis Matt has Texas, Sean. Yeah, so I'm going to speak for Memphis, Matt, myself. I just um, – I don't trust Oklahoma's defense enough to lay eight. Uh, that was my whole thought process there. I think Oklahoma wins this game, but I think they go back and forth enough. I think um, Texas has either the ball or a chance to get a stop uh, where it's a seven, four-point game. They, they don't get it or certainly they don't they don't find a way to make a touch, get to a touchdown and get a victory. Um I think the the clock runs out more than than Oklahoma's defense exerts any type of uh, pressure on them. I think there's a game here in the 40s, um, and it'll be a further indictment on how much Alabama is going to push shit in. When I saw this line, I was a little shocked with the the way the first meeting went. Texas was actually up 21 late. Um, now I look I look back through the box score. The turnovers were three three zero with three Oklahoma. Turnovers, the way OU's defense has looked, and we'll see here in a couple games how the Fresno-Boise State line has flipped based on their previous meeting. So did the UAB-Middle Tennessee State game. That has flipped based on their last meeting. Why is this line not under seven, the way it's gone before? The that, way that was Oklahoma's my whole point. Deep, I, and I, I believe when we did this last time, I was the only one on Texas, and it was an easy cover, really. Um the plus seven was never in doubt until it got, you know, flirting with OT. But I I don't know why this line opened seven and a half, has now bumped up to eight, and none of these sharps have moved this line at all. So I, it, it's baffling to me with the way this defense is. I, I really think Texas, I, if Tom Herman's smart, and he's probably not because he's a piece of shit, um, I think he should 
really like the first meeting, pound the ball, pound the ball, try to keep the ball out of the hand because that was out of Kyler Murray's hand. Uh, that was very successful the first meeting. So call me crazy. I kind of like the under in this game. I believe it's 78. Um, if Herman has a brain, it should go under, but who knows? I, I'm taking Oklahoma just because the, the why this line hasn't moved has makes no sense to me. So, so we're the, split the interesting, there. The interesting thing too is uh, you may have mentioned it is that it was seven and a half in the first meeting. So basically, they're saying nothing's changed between these two teams all season. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, guess. even though they met on a neutral and they're playing a neutral here, this game's yeah. at uh, Jerry World one. Exactly. So I mean that I just I'm don't, taking, I mean, I'm I taking Oklahoma because it I makes no sense. Your, I can't trust an Oklahoma defense that is absolutely hideous. They have, they, and they got some young guys, but they have the worst secondary of any top twenty-five school, and they're going to be in the playoff against mm-hmm. Alabama, who's got four pro wide receivers that are freshmen sophomores. All right, Sean, we're coming back to you. we got a makeup game here from the Fires from two weeks ago. Stanford, three-point favorites on the road at Cal. Who do you like? Well, anytime it's the game, you can throw the records out. Yeah, I mean, I think we all know that. I think that's a credo that and mantra that, that show I know you love when you're, when you're analyzing a game. Um, in this one, a few weeks ago, I liked Stanford. Stanford's actually getting a point more. I think that was two. Now it's three. I like this spot for Cal. So I'm flipping over and I'm taking the Bears. The other thing is I'm flipping back to UAB. I updated it on the sheet. I think a couple of these guys play to your point. You talked me back into it, Shill, um, after I was disgusted by their lack of effort last week. So a little backtrack on that, but I'm on Cal this week um, in the game. I've hated on Stanford all year, so I felt like I should pull up some numbers here of why I'm taking Cal because you guys probably just think I hate Stanford that bad. Stanford does two things well. They hit big runs uh, whenever they're healthy, and then they kind of dink and dunk in the passing game. Cal is top 10 defense in stopping offensive, big offensive rushing plays, and they are top 20 as well in defensive efficiency, which kind of cuts down from those short passes. So really like what the Cal defense has done recently. Um, their offense always does make me scary, but I think we have a low-scoring game here. It's ugly. I'll take the three. Farky. Yeah, I've been on the flip side of that. I've been rolling with Stanford all season, so I almost feel obligated to just stick around now. Also, Cal has flown under the radar, I guess, this year. Uh, I've, I've picked against them both times. I think we had them on the slate. Um, but what are they? They're sitting at like seven and four somewhere in there. Maybe, um, they've had a a pretty good season. I have not seen one single snap of any play that they've had this year. So I, again, I know a little bit more about Stanford. Um, they do get some of those big hitters. So I'm just going to go the opposite way and say, Hey, maybe they connect on one or two of those. So give me Stanford. We should have put this in the beginning segment, but Mackenzie Milton, uh, his knee, they gone. Uh, next game is blood flow. His blood flow barely there. <laughs> Your AAC championship game, uh, UF or UCF is at home. Uh, they are playing Memphis, which is unfortunate. We don't have Memphis Matt here on the pod. Um, we know who he's taking. He's on um, the Tigers here. This line, I believe, was nine or ten, uh, depending on where you looked. So the Mackenzie Milton, the market's telling us, scored six, seven points here. I think the line's pretty accurate. I, I'm not in love with this game because I know nothing about UCF's backup. Uh, he's more of a rusher, not as great of a passer. Memphis has um, – there's one thing UFC's not good at, and that's stopping the run. And uh, Memphis, compared to most years, usually they just air it out. I uh, have a pretty good rushing game this time. So I hate this game. There's no way I'm betting it. I just think this line has moved enough and kind of an overreaction to the quarterback being out. I have no idea. I'm taking UCF for no reason. Farky? There's no way I'm not taking UCF here. One, because I hate Memphis as much as any team in the country. And two, there's no way I want to miss out on UCF fans getting to just, you know, be despicable and just berate us with this whole, we should be in the playoff. We are getting screwed. We're the real national champs. I don't want that to come to an end because I love how obnoxious it is to everyone. So, um, don't know anything much about Mac either. He at least looked pretty well as when he stepped in there for Milton last week. Um, other than that, I think UCF does a really good job controlling the turnovers. Um, 
Memphis has gotten herself in trouble from time to time, especially um, who's quarterback Henderson. Is that his name? Uh, he's had some issues no, in some White. games. This White. White. Running back Henderson. Oh, Daryl. Yes. Yeah, sorry. All right. Um, White. Sorry. Has had some turnover issues. Um, so give me uh, give me the Knights here. Big. So normally I love the backup quarterback the first game that they come back because it's so tough to kind of scheme and, and kind of short, you know, somewhat shorter week. You just, you know, you're, or at least there's travel involved. It's, it's kind of a quirky thing with how they do their championship. So I, I typically love UCF. However, South Florida was such a dog, was so garbage that I thought I feel like they're riding high. I actually got this line at seven. I took Memphis seven earlier in the week, like basically right when it came out. The downward movement, I'm not particularly happy with, but I'm going to still ride with Memphis with my point being 31-30 they played earlier. Memphis gave them all they could handle, and I feel like Memphis is just playing better than UCF, uh, particularly without Milton. Um, I think that's too much uncertainty. And I think Memphis with Henderson and their other running back who slipped in my mind, like, that I think they could find a way to kind of slow and muddy this up a little bit, which is kind of anti-Memphis, and surely uh, Nader's not thinking it from that perspective. But I'm going to ride with him and the Tigers in this one uh, and, and see the the champs finally dethroned uh, and the undefeated uh, finally getting a slash in that loss column. What a take. We got two particularies there. I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, you dropped two in there. That's like a double negative, so I didn't actually put any in there. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea what to if, if the line was three and a half, I would take Memphis. I mean, that's how little I care about this game. So let's move on. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium here Saturday at 4 o'clock is your SEC championship game. Farky, we'll lead off with you here. Alabama, 13 and a half point favorites. I believe this line opened, what, 10? Uh, oh, sorry, 10 and a half, 11, or up to 13 and a half. I'm almost positive we're going to see 14. Who do you like, Farky? I'm going to go Georgia here. This will be my first pick against Alabama's line this year, um, which will be shocking too, considering the favorites that I, that I tend to lean towards. But uh, I just think Georgia's just a really, really good team. I think Alabama wins a game, um, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, 13 and a half, let's say just what the line is. Alabama's run defense is, is pretty darn good. Um, Georgia likes to, to really try to get a ground and pound approach, but um, I think they'll maybe be able to move the ball a little bit um, where they'll struggle a little bit. Probably is, is through the air, even though that's been a little bit more of Alabama's weak side. Um, but Georgia doesn't particularly, there you go, Sean, have, um, you know, a, a flaunted, uh, a passing attack. So I'm going to go Alabama here. Um, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm going to go Georgia here, reluctantly. It'll be my first time against the Tide. I still like how you slipped up in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I, you couldn't fight the impulse. Muscle man. I, I, I just can't help it. Memphis man has Georgia. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, feels like three three points too many, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I just I think Kirby's going to be able to play Nick well. He's going to do enough, keep it close, and I think it, it's not a memorable game, but I think it's a really entertaining one, maybe the best one of the entire weekend. Actually, yeah, there, it's going to be the best one unless, you know, Shill's getting his rocks off on UAB, Middle Tennessee State. But I'll, I'll, t- I'll take um, Georgia's points here. I think Bama wins, though. Uh, we have a consensus here. I am taking Georgia as well. I think Swift and Holyfield are – Alabama hasn't looked – fantastic or i should say alabama has looked alabama against the run so i think georgia's gonna be able to run pretty effectively bama's still gonna get their points i think from's also gonna be able to control it a little bit he's not i don't think he's gonna be too afraid of the moment since he just played them uh last year in a big moment so i kind of like the over here i don't know if you guys want to mention that as well um 63, I think is what I saw last. Um, I'm really leaning the over as well because Bama's going to get their points. I think Georgia's going to uh, do enough here against a Bama defense. So uh, I'm taking Georgia as well. We have a consensus. Uh, two games left here. Sean, we head um, out west uh, to the Smurf turf. Boise State are three-point favorites. I believe these teams played earlier in the year, and, well, they did, and it was actually flipped. Fresno was, was minus three here uh, recently. I think Boise State has looked a lot better, and Boise State did get that win by seven, I believe. 
Who you like in the rematch, Sean? It was 17-3. I was following along. Boise State got a touchdown. They hit the hay. Um, and I woke up, and it was 24-17, and I lost that one. Uh, I think I was I was the only one on Fresno at the time. Um, I like Fresno to bounce back here. I think Boise, uh, I don't know, they just don't do enough things impressively. And, yeah, they've got the blue turf, but I think um, – you know, Fresno's at least played there. They're a little bit more familiar with it now. I think I like the redemption spot for, for the Bulldogs. So I'll take Fresno in the points. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I, I mean, I just mentioned we're getting six points of line value here just from a couple weeks ago where Fresno was minus three. Um, Fresno's Boise, healthier, too. Boise's dinged up a lot, of, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionables. Yeah, I'm taking Fresno here in the three. Fargy? Give me... The Smurf Turf home favorites for Mountain West supremacy. Give me Boise State here. What supremacy uh, I, is that? <laughs> yeah, I like Alexander Madison. I think he grinds it out against them again. Um, he had a nice game against Fresno State the first time around. Um, they just fed him and fed him. He had something like 30 carries in that game. So um, I think they try to wear them down with him. I think it's close. Probably, um, I don't know, four points, I guess, if I'm going to cover my three. So uh, give me give me Boise State here, maybe you know twenty seven twenty one somewhere in there twenty seven twenty three. And probably the out. worst championship game of all time, uh, the ACC championship game, uh, Clemson and Pitt here game in Charlotte, I believe. Clemson, the line was could have got it at Bet Online two weeks ago at I believe twenty and a half, but it was very juiced. We have a line. Now they reopened this week at 24. It's been all Clemson money. They are minus 27. You're going to see 28. It's just going to keep coming in. Pittsburgh looked awful last week against Miami, scoring three points. They're going to face even a better front seven, I believe, this week. Um, I'm not betting this game. I cannot lay 27. I Weird things happen late in games where I, I don't know. I mean, can Pittsburgh get to 10 maybe and Clemson takes it off the gas? I don't know. Uh, but there's no way I'm taking Pitt. Uh, give me Clemson. Hardy. Uh, this is a bloodbath. Get the body bags out. Um, I got Clemson here. I, I don't even think it stays stays anywhere near 27. This is a bad matchup for Pittsburgh. Um, they suck. Give me Clemson here. I'm, I'm, there's not really you could you could touch on every single thing that has to do with the game in Clemson's favor. 11:24. Uh, uh, so what was that Sunday uh, at 5:21 p.m. I got Clemson at 21 and a half. Uh, 50 for um, 42. I'll take that. I'll enjoy that. I'll still lay this 27 nonsense. Clemson in an absolute route. Clemson will play 75 kids, and it won't matter. Pittsburgh could could play Tony Dorsett um, from 30 years ago. And Mark May. And it won't matter. They're going to get absolutely annihilated. I love the fact that Herbstreit and Bauer are doing this game. Like they can't do, you know, the noon game, like God forbid they actually do a game that's somewhat meaningful. Uh, instead, they keep running out here in these Saturday night games. Like this matters. Stupid okay, how about nonsense. This? What's, what's the line? If Tony Dorsett, Dan Marino and Mark may play now, Tony Dorsett <laughs> can't remember the plays. <laughs> And Mark May, uh, whatever. Um, no, Clemson, route. If they get to play, then, uh, well, who, who went to Clemson? Nobody. No, they had a big-time guy. Who was it? Reggie White? No. He went to Tennessee. Come on, Shell. Be useful. I, I, I'm looking at what games off the board I'm going to bet. I'm not, I, no, this is, I want to know Clemson. This Clemson isn't freaking trivia night. <laughs> LT LT played for North Carolina. Bruce Smith for Va Tech. I thought they had some big time pass rusher in the early eighties. They won a national. You're such a Zustin. I'm sitting here trying to pick out winners, looking at the other games we haven't talked about. And you're I already going, gave you, know, you all the winners. You here are doing a column. you're doing a college. Column. You know, college. Those are winners. Hey, we're those this are guy max bomb bet winners. Max bombs. All right, guys, our consensus picks. I think we all agree on Washington. Let's take that one now before it gets anywhere close to a touchdown. Um, 
if we are going to take Georgia, I think we can just sit and wait and wait for the 14. Um, Clemson, let's do it now before it hits 28. Uh, if that's kind of the route we want to go. I don't know any off the board or any other discussion here, Sean, on what you kind of like, and then we'll uh, confirm with Compass down? Matt. Did the Georgia come down? Did Georgia come down? Let's pick a one double A game. Let's bet a one double A game. It is a very, uh, it's, a ju- it, it's a juice 13. So I say we wait on, I mean, if it goes to 12 and a half, whatever. But I, I think it's got more of a chance to go to 14 than anything else. So oh. that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know, Sean. If you looked at this any at, at all, I like App State minus sixteen and a half against Lafayette. Lafayette. I, I told stinks. you guys, I thought App, App State was a monster. Um, watching them live, so if they're healthy, yeah, I'd be fine taking App State. Um, but you convince those other guys. They played earlier in the year. What about Akron? Uh, they oh, played, they're playing South Carolina. I, I'll touch on that one. Um, App State. They played earlier in the year. Uh, they were twenty-six point favorites. Lafayette won by ten. I kind of chalked it up more to I don't think they cared. Uh, Lafayette is usually garbage. The teams they beat are garbage. And I just I, I think App State's going to roll them. Um, I'm not looking at that previous score that they played earlier in the year when I, I don't expect an App State team to get pumped up to play ULL and beat them by 28. So I think we see that this week is one. Uh, Akron game. South Carolina played very well against Clemson. I have no reason to think that they even care about playing this game. Cato uh, Cato Nelson came back for Akron, who is the only competent Kato. quarterback. He's the only co- Kato. <laughs> He's the only competent quarterback on the roster. Uh, Akron stinks, but I have no reason to think that South Carolina has any inclination to even try or beat this team by forty. So, if you hold a gun in my head, I'm taking Akron. And you guys know that's a rarity because usually I fade my alma mater there. So those are the two off the board I'm looking at. But um, Ohio State, if you guys want, if you guys want to take it, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, especially if Texas wins, we should probably jump on that early. I I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I like Ohio State and um, App State, Akron. I I just don't see a point. No, no, I'm I'm just saying if you hold a gun in my head and you know make make me put a bet on it, I'm taking Akron, but. Farky, anything with uh, with the picks here? No, I'm good on all four of those. I'll be on them. I'll be on the, the three consensus. All right, make sure to follow us at NEGPodCFB as we um, will confirm those across our timeline. Make sure to follow everybody else at, uh, at Glory Podcast. Hit us with five stars. Like it, subscribe, quit being a loser, and click the button since I it's got it. It's early signing period. We get the five stars, and if not, we'll wait till signing day and sign off on it then. All right, anything else to wrap this up, guys? Wrap it. Wrap All right. up. For Sean Z, Farky, and Memphis Matt, if he decides to show up, we'll be back in a couple weeks here, right before the first couple bowl games. We'll probably do the first slate of 2025. We'll fly through them and make Tato fun of sponsors. Bowl, it's lit. Make, we'll make fun of sponsors and you know locations because we'll have very little real Hopefully content. Bank to of get America's there. got a bowl. I can't wait. I don't think they have enough money. I mean, that place is slowly going down. I mean, I'm sure they'll have it at Charlotte or wherever Baker that stadium is. Snaps is going to come at you. He hasn't emailed me all last all this year. He usually emails me and we talk about our card. Um, so, Banker loves naps. You're dead to me. How about that? That's how we're wrapping up the pod. For Sean Z, Farky, Memphis Matt, this is Nick Schill. Uh, we'll see you guys here in a couple weeks when we get into bowl season. Talk to you later. later. So well you don't like my dirty raps, you can go to hell. Cause short dogs on the mic telling cocktails.